Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. My name is Tim Birch and okay, I'm I, once again, this is another week. I say this week we're full of special guests. Well, every week special guests. Well, this week is definitely special because we've got our Trigstar committee, uh, not necessarily in-house, they're at least uh, in, in town for their annual uh, summer summer meeting where we get together and discuss what's everything that's going on Trigstar-wise and even grading the national test. So uh, we've got them here and uh, thought, you know what, let's sit down and talk about what's Trigstar doing coming out of the pandemic. Uh, we're getting back into the schools. We're actually getting back up to speed on some things. So... Uh, so today we've got with us uh, Chair Jerry Juarez and committee members Aaron Leach, John Shagnon, Mike Given, and last but not least, Sherry, you just said your Todges. name. Todges. Todges. There we go. I always get it wrong because you always tell me how, to, how else to say it and I'm not going to say it. So, <laughs> no so problem. Anyway. All right. So... We've come out of the pandemic. We're still breathing. We're still alive. Uh, we didn't know if this was going to be on life support or not. So, um, Jerry, I'm going to start with you. How how is Trigstar in 2022? Are we alive and well? I believe we are, especially after seeing some of the things that we got from Tr uh, Trish. The numbers that we have, we have a national uh, exam that we're grading right now. We, I think we were about right 20, 20 something that we thought we were gonna have because of the pandemic. And we actually were at like 29 um, states actually participated in the national uh, exam. So we're really surprised and very happy to see those numbers up that high one year, you know, after not being able to do this last uh, year and the year before, or actually just the year before. But anyway, everybody's coming through the pandemic and we're doing well. I think that uh, we've got some exciting things coming up. Um, you know, we're doing some different things, talking about some different things that, that hopefully will help the program in the future. Um, so it's kind of hard to really talk about those in, 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 you know, in depth because, you know, we're still, we're still working those things out. But uh, we do have our winners, and, and um, unfortunately, we're not going to uh, say anything right now. Uh, we just want to make sure that to get the information to Trisha, so she can get them out there, and they're all correct. But uh, yeah, I think the committee has been doing a lot of work. Um, you know, talking to to everyone here that's that's here. When, which uh, uh, again, in July, that's what we do. Is the biggest thing is to grade the national exam. Um, but it's it's going really well, Tim. All right. Well, and you talked about some enhancements, and we've had some time uh, backing some things off uh, with with the lack of participation through the pandemic. Uh, some of these enhancements we're talking about doing going to a, a an electronic test. Uh, Aaron, I know you've been very very involved in in helping bring that to life. Tell us a little bit about what's it taking to ev to evolve from 
a paper test into the realm of digital? Well, it's, it's been a big step. Um, it, we have the two exams. We had the local exam and we have a national exam. Um, it was easier for us to do the local exam online because with the national exam, with the, the securities need to be in place. You know, the, the proctoring and monitoring, uh, make sure that there, there is no cheating going on during the exam. We contracted a company called ExamSoft to handle that, the national exam. Our local exam is done by ClassMarker, which is just a, you know, it's an online testing quiz kind of thing for teachers to use for students, and we've just adapted it into Trigstar. Same thing with the ExamSoft. Um, they they mo mostly do testing for like nurses and um, lawyers, things like that. So they usually have multiple choice questions or fill in the blank questions. So it was a little different. We had to cater it to our test. So this year was supposed to be our pilot year of releasing that national test online. It was very in-depth for us to, to create the test in their format. So we, we didn't actually get to give that test to a student this year, but we are set and ready for it for next year. All right, very good. Well, and I guess, can you elaborate a little bit some of the security that has to go into this? Because I don't know that people truly understand, uh, you know, maybe if you've taken a, a national exam, whether it's, you know, through NCWS, uh, some of the securities and things that go on. I mean. What are some of the, some of the, some of those processes and procedures that obviously it's it's trying to keep from from stealing tests and cheating? I mean, it's it's unfortunately in this day and age that's real. Yeah, the the what they have in place it's it's a browser lockdown. So once they have downloaded the the platform onto their computer and they begin that test, they can't do anything else on that computer but that test. So they can't go to a YouTube web page and you know, have somebody explain to them how to do that problem. But the other securities are just, you know, the same as if you had a proctor in the room, you know, um, making sure that the calculator meets our calculator policy, that the student isn't, you know, communicating with someone else. You know, there's no one else in the room coaching the student. So it's, it's basically the same proctoring goes, happens online as would with a live in-person test. Very good. Well, I, I guess coming out of all this, I'm going to look to you, John, for really, you, you've been around for a while with, with Trigstar. We're, we're evolving. Uh, I guess in your opinion, how have things evolved? And what, what do you, what, you know, what do you see is, is how's this going to keep, keep evolving for, for the modern test taker? I think the, the whole online testing thing was the reaction to the fact that the pandemic hit and the schools were shut down. So the, the Trickstar program was able to adapt and develop these models. It's not to say that that's the model of the future. It may or may not be. It's a good thing to have in the toolbox. But if there's another pandemic or related type of event, we're going to be much more adapt and ready to react and keep the program moving along. And I guess that's the other part is 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 the is our profession's involvement in this. Uh, I guess trying to keep it as seamless as possible for one of our professionals to go in and and talk about Trigstar and teach and 
explain explain the process and not have going from a paper test to something electronic being completely different and really kind of throwing throwing the kids off, throwing the teachers off, I guess would be the big thing. Um, it, so is it is it kept it somewhat somewhat in a, in a seamless in a seamless fashion? Would you say? The test itself hasn't changed. The format of the test has always been the same, whether it's paper or online. So, But there is going to be a bit of a learning curve for the students and the teachers to go from paper to online. But we have written instructions. Again, that was part of our challenge with the national test with this ExamSoft company. We have written instructions on how to download the platform onto the computer, what type of computers are supported, or support that software. So there is going to be a little bit of a, a learning curve for the student and the teacher, but it's just something we're going to have to work through. All right, very good. Tim, I just wanted to say something about <clears throat> the Trickstar program. We've talked a lot about the tests, and yeah, although that's a very, very important part of our program, I think that everybody needs to realize what really Trickstar is. And it's cert certainly not something that a lot of people might think it is um, what it is is an awareness program so you know there's a lot of kids out there and you would not believe how many do not know what we do or how it relates to all the other professions and so you know it's an awareness thing to let students know that it's a great you know career um, colleges offer it excuse me <clears throat> but it's a it's a really good program to let students teachers everybody know about the profession of land surveying so that's really important to say um just remember that yeah this, this <laughs> test with its monetary oh, awards sure, is just sure. our foot in the door yeah we want to tell people the, what our we're main doing. purpose is to educate folks about land surveying especially the next generation if we want to you know people states are going going to a four-year degree in land surveying you know yeah. all the time so you know we're we're uh, it's a challenge to try to get students to get into those programs because they don't know who we are you know they're they're talking about who they want to become you know back in junior high and you know middle school and things like that and you know not there's not very many people that say I want to be a land surveyor when I grow up until they know who we are and what we do and what we work with and how technical it is and get we get paid really well for what we do and what a profession it is and it's just a classy thing to do and um, people don't know that and that's what we're doing that's what we're going to continue to do and that's our number one charge yeah so the test also does recognize the best and the brightest at solving complex trigonometric mathematical problems <coughs> and, uh, these uh, individuals are destined to great things they're not all going to be surveyors but just a smattering of the information we gather here kind of shed some light we ask them some questions the participants in the that have won their state contest that compete for the title of national trick star we send them a questionnaire and uh, a couple of the responses well one of the questions is have you ever thought about a career in surveying and mapping and a lot of these responses are um, uh, positive in that uh, they think a heck of a lot more about it now that they've participated in this program with some of them even considering the field That is very important, and I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. It, it's, it is an, a, an awareness about what we are, who we are, what we do, and having this opportunity to get into 
the, uh, in, into these classrooms in front of these students and explain some of these things. Um, so I'm going to bring in uh, our two newest members to the committee, Sherry and Mike, because I know Mike, you were you were talking earlier about uh, you have you've had an opportunity to get into larger arenas through one of the one of the uh, colleges, and where several classes come in and 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 participate in these things. Uh, these opportunities. Tell us a little bit about more of, about that on a larger scale that uh, you were able to, to participate in. Sure, yeah, we had uh, the opportunity to uh, get in with Penn State Wilkes-Barre campus. Uh, we had uh, eight high schools come in, uh, nearly 80 kids participate, so we made it into a day-long event. Um, you know, we had the exam at the beginning of the day, and then we also had uh, campus tours. And we had the students that are uh, currently in the program that are up with the professor um, showing the equipment and talking through what, what all the neat things we can do with the high-tech equipment. Actually did a scan of the crowd while we were there and then uh, brought that up on the screen and the kids kind of got a laugh out of that, you know, just some kids uh, leaning over with their hand on their uh, their head on their hand you know like they were taking it easy and people looking down at their phone or whatever so it was uh, pretty interesting but yeah it was a, it was a great day uh, to be a surveyor and be able to get to uh, participate in that in a, in a day-long event um, really exciting well very good uh, sherry why don't you why don't you uh, can you explain a few few of the situations few of the opportunities you've had uh, being able to, to put on a TrigStar presentation and then the subsequent testing and, and follow-up with, with students in California. Well, in California, it's very exciting um, to be able to be invited back again. That's, that's how I uh, consider it a success, is when the schools are asking you back. Um, I know many people think it's really difficult to get into the schools, but if you're diligent enough and you show them the positive aspects of your visiting the school, teaching the kids um, more about careers, trying to connect the math that they're learning into the real world, which is very easy when it comes to trigonometry and when it comes to land surveying. And so um, at that point, once you get your foot into the school, it's, it just, for me, unfortunately, it comes naturally to be able to talk to the students, to talk to the teachers, and let them know what the profession is. Um, you don't have to be, I know the test is a big thing, and people say, well, you know, we're looking for that person that has a strong math background. But um, as much as you do your surveying tasks at work, most of your strength is math actually is dependent upon the resources that you have, whether it's the calculator, whether it's the CAD programs, um, but it's understanding where that math comes into play, understanding that background, the knowledge to know whether it's a blunder or not. Students don't know that. They just think that you have to be able to calculate high levels of math. So it's kind of uh, changing the stigma that, oh, you have to be a math whiz to be a land surveyor, but it also allows me to let them know all the great benefits that we enjoy day to day when it comes to the land surveying. Working indoors, working outdoors, all the places we get to visit, um, being able to solve complex problems, history. If you're into history, you know, we all love being able to walk in uh, the footsteps of others. 
So it's a great way to introduce them to that. It's also a great way to share the technology that the students are using today. To, um, we've, we're in a generation of gamers and to connect the gaming to what we're doing on a daily basis, you know, whether you're into scanning, whether you're into UAVs, it's awesome to bring that technology and show them that, hey, all that stuff that you see, we're already doing it. We've been doing it for years. Well, that's all great stuff. I mean, uh, I guess part of the questions I have and a little more just to open to all of you of where is this all going? And uh, you've got a process here that's that's gone quite well for for many years. We're making the push into some digital uh, digital testing. Uh, what's the future of Trigstar hold? Jerry, what do you think? Um. Well, I think that, that we're going to continue to do this program. It's work. It's working for uh, to, to, for the awareness part of it. Um, I think that's going to just have to continue because uh, uh, you know we still need the numbers. We still need people to know who we are, especially young people. Um, but you know, there's a lot. There, one of the things that is really very concerning. Um, it's looking around even this table. Sorry, everybody, but. Um, yeah, the gray, the gray in the hair, and you know, and, and we're just an older generation that really love what we do, and we want to get involved, and we want to, we want to tell people what we think of our profession, and there's, there's not a lot of young people coming in. It's so important that we do that, and I just have to say, if you're not a big fan of Trickstar, do something else to make sure that there's, that you're doing something about replacing you because it's a it's an amazing profession as you all know but you know that's a really important thing so that's part of the what I talked and mentioned earlier about some new things that we're trying so I, I think it's really exciting to start talking about what we can do as a group as a trickstar group you know and, and going into colleges and, and and working with the professors and doing things like that that we we're planning to do now and, and planning to implement it very soon so I really really uh, want you guys to stay tuned for that because we're, we're talking about some really cool stuff and like what Jerry just said you know that the, the Trickstar committee is going through the same thing that the surveying profession is we're, we're aging <laughs> and we need replacements we need to recruit so if anybody's listening out there would like to join the Trickstar committee contact Jerry That's right. <laughs> yeah I mean we, we really do need some help too because you know just the little committee that we are, you know, we do a lot and, and we certainly can use some, some help and, uh, you know, if, if you're younger and, and you really like what you're doing and, uh, yeah, that's a great point, Aaron, that uh, if you want to help out, just let us know, man. We'd love to have you. And on the opposite side, if you don't like Trickstar, contact us and let us know what you don't like about us and how perhaps we can change the program that may benefit um, the land surveying community because you know we don't have all the solutions and to grow our profession to grow you know even within our own careers we need to reach out we need to gather those resources and if you have a better way or any suggestions we're open ears and um, you know come join us all right. Well, that's. I mean, that's all. That's all great stuff. So, uh, I guess what would be, uh, what would be some good characteristics for a future Trigstar committee person to have? I mean, what, what, what should somebody that would want to volunteer for this committee? What, uh, 
What do they need to bring to the table here? Are they breathing? <laughs> so, Heart and drive. No, yeah, there, there's Love a... Love of your profession. Absolutely. I think that's a big part of it. If You know, we're doing this because we're giving back. I mean, that's that's... That's the bottom line here. If you if you love what you do and 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 you got into it and you're doing well and you you know you, you're going to work every day excited and you know and uh, I'm sure there's some people out there in the survey community that aren't like that, but mostly that I know they they are. So that's something that you really should think about doing is giving back anyway, any way you want to give back that'll help um, with the future generation. Right now. This trick star is about the only thing that, on a national level, that there is to, to do that, to give back and as an awareness tool, you know. So, I mean, really, like Sherry said, if you have any ideas of, of how to make things better here at the trick star level, or if you have something that you want to bring to the national level that maybe is totally different and totally off a trick star, that's another thing that we'd love to help you to do that. I mean, yeah, I've, I've always said that to all the naysayers of Trickstar, if you bring me a better idea, I'll be its greatest champion. That's right. That's, a, that's right. We hear that a lot. That you know that uh, people people like I don't want to say anything a lot negative, but there is some negative stuff out there. But you know they're not going to back it up with anything that they have. We want to hear what you have, everybody. Any, it doesn't have to be with Trickstar. So. Bring it to us. We'll help you put it out there. Yeah, it's been kind of exciting for me to see the, the reaction on the kids' faces. Well, you know, when they first opened that book and started taking the test, it was you could. It was just an exciting day all the way around. You know, it was really rewarding for me. Yeah, teachers too, man. I tell yeah. you, you you might think that it'd be a challenge to get into schools and everything, and uh, boy, you, once you get into a school. And you get a teacher, and, and and they get involved with Trickstar. They want you back every year. I mean, really, it is is that amazing for the curriculum of the you know what they're doing. Those math teachers, trick teachers, and they love it. And I, I had a teacher that was, uh, she just recently reti retired, but she did Trickstar for 15 years in a row. You know, and, and where I'm from in Nevada, so um, it's pretty amazing that the feedback we get um, from teachers as well. So. Yeah, I have one, one of my teachers who has worked Trickstar into her curriculum, her normal curriculum. She, she teaches Trickstar, basically. So her kids always do well because they've practiced it so much. It's a real world application, you know, so it's, teachers love it. And another thing, if you're interested in Trickstar in any way or form but you're afraid, of trying to start a program or even to be a sponsor, reach out to us. We've got so many resources to share. We can walk you step by step and how it's done. We just need some volunteers to go out there and, and help. Um, but if you want somebody to help you with just getting a program started, we've got those resources. Just let us know. Well, then I guess um, I'm going to guess I'm going to throw a little challenge out there um, because I think typically, at least where I, where I'm from in Illinois, and the the, the the practitioners that were always involved in Illinois, like you said, Jerry, it's they were they were they were like the rest of us, a little graying, a little older, a little whatever. Uh, isn't this I, to me? I think this is a little more of a, a not a call out, but a challenge to the young surveyors, uh, the ones that that do know the technology, that do know what. A, a good new technician and somebody working their way up to to licensure, what they what they should expect, what they should what they should study for, what they should go to college for, 
uh, what to, you know, how to, how to go about becoming that next generation of professional. Um, so I guess, is that, is that safe to say that really, we really need to call out the young surveyors a little bit? Absolutely. I think that's a great word you use there, Tim. It's a generational thing. And right now, we need the younger members of our profession to step up because I'm dating myself, but I've been doing Trigstar in the local high school since 1991. And I was able to get some young surveyors to come with me. And it really perked up the interest. You know, I can say things about the profession and my love for the profession, but nothing speaks to the younger generation like the younger generation. So, uh, well and said. then you asked a question earlier about why should they do it? Well, if they don't do it, then 20, 30 years from now, they're gonna be moaning the fact that they didn't help get more people into the profession because the profession is better off when there's more people in it. One thing we haven't touched on, uh, I guess, is beyond taking the test and beyond uh, getting the kids involved, uh, there are some things that the kids should look forward to after being involved in taking this test, and it's the Trickstar Scholarship. So, uh, Aaron, how about you? Can you give us a little bit more information on the Trickstar Scholarship and really what what what's involved in, in basically... Uh, qualifying to be able to get that yeah we give out a five thousand dollar scholarship every year and uh, the basic qualifications are you have to have gone through the trigstar program you don't have to be a winner you just have to have participated in the trigstar program sometime during your high school career. sometime during high school yes and then the other one is that you are going to go to a school to become a land surveyor you know taking a land surveying curriculum and that's pretty much <laughs> yeah. We'll give you, you know, money. There's I mean, plenty of it out there. What we what we don't have are applicants. You know, we, we need more applicants. We need a way to get this knowledge out there to the colleges, to the students, that there is a scholarship available if they qualify. And that's something we we're struggling with right now. But that's you know part of our charge here at this meeting is, you know, first off we, we did have one applicant this year. Unfortunately that applicant did not qualify because she didn't go through Trigstar. But we'll make that into a positive because we do know that this particular applicant is working at a survey company, and this survey company can become a sponsor for Trickstar. So, again, looking forward into the future, that company being a Trickstar sponsor in regards to going to local schools and, um, you know, promoting land surveying through the program, you now have a good group of uh, students to, um, you know, offer the scholarship to. In addition to this particular scholarship, the association supports people who matriculate into programs with all sorts of other scholarships at the state and national level. Yeah, well said, John, because that's, you know, that's one, I guess one little pitch I'll also make from the NSPS perspective is that if, if there's ways that you as a company out there want to get involved, contact us. Let us know. If, even if you don't have anyone on your staff that's willing to go and be uh, a, a, a Trigstar sponsor to, to go out and basically you know, uh, be that evangelist for Trigstar, there are ways you can support uh, through sponsorships and, uh, and other means. So please feel free to reach out to us. Um, well, I guess I'll open it up a little bit here as we as we wrap up. Anything uh, on on the Trigstar committee's minds that we want to talk about that uh, we want to make sure and, and convey uh, 
in this message throwing it out into the ether? We all want to say thank you to Tony Gregory for Absolutely. many years of dedicated service to the committee. He's one of our members who's, who's moving on to some other other, uh, he's not retiring, he's moving on to an, another position doing other volunteer work. But thank you, Tony. For thank all you, your Tony. You've been time. amazing. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Well, I, yeah, I, I'll, uh, I'll say that as well because, uh, yeah, Tony, we'll have to force you into listening to this podcast just so we make fun of you a little bit. Thank you and make fun of you a little bit. Thanks for paying me to say that, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think that'll wrap it up for this week. Um, I appreciate all the work that uh, this committee does, not just these couple of days, but throughout the entire year, uh, because this is a very important committee. This is a very important function of NSPS. So what we do here is, uh, is good work. And uh, so- uh, I do have one last thing to share. Um, <laughs> I want to thank Trish Milburn from NSPS. She is the heart of making sure to keep us accountable, making sure we do what we need to do to keep the program running, and reminds us when we do need some reminding. Um, but she does help us out tremendously. So thank you, Trish. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, that doesn't go just for the Trigstar Committee. That goes for all committees and even the office staff. Cracking that whip every day. So thank you, Trish. Well, that'll do it for this week. Uh, once again, thanks to the Trickstar Committee for all their hard work. And uh, we do have some great more, uh, great more episodes coming up. So wherever you listen, please subscribe, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says Podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.